Welcome to the 16th episode of the Culture of Splice podcast. Today I'm kicking things off. I'm Drew Tolbert. We're waiting for Rod and Josh to show up as well as any of our listeners joining us on Facebook Live. Hey, we'll be on Facebook Live on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. So join us there. You can also follow us on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram. And, you know, of course, Facebook. If you're listening to us, you're probably hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Welcome, guys. That was pretty uh, simultaneous, Josh. I should say. It was. <laughs> I got you guys in at the exact same time. Yeah. We um, we did have a message. I, I was a little bit delayed by about 30 seconds. We had a message waiting for us on Facebook asking us uh, when we were going to start. Um, as I say, I make the announcement, hey, join us at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, and it's like already 8.15, um, and people are messaging us, asking us where we're at. But, you know, it is what it is. We're here. We're, we're, we made it, right? We had a birthday celebration, you know? Hey, couldn't cut that short. That fashionably late appearance, right? That's right. <laughs> have five to-go boxes to prove it. <laughs> that sounds great. That's the problem today. My birthday's tomorrow. Had a birthday celebration before the podcast as well. And uh, I ate it all. There was no to-go boxes. And now I feel miserable. So if I'm over here napping, guys, while y'all are having a podcast, y'all just don't, don't mind me. Please just don't wake me up. <laughs> So what's going on tonight, Drew? Oh, I think uh, there's uh, there's there's a lot of fun in store. We had the Masters this weekend, right? We did. That was a, an interesting experience, to say the least. I'm checking over here to my left at my Twitter. I'll be honest with you guys. I always bring up the sports feed on Twitter, you know, before we start the podcast, because you never know, right? Something crazy could be happening. And we're not covering it, and we're missing a prime opportunity to cover something and give our opinions. And um, I look at the score, and I see it's 107 to 0, and I'm like, what is this? And it's some cricket score. I don't even know how that game works, but apparently um, – The team that has zero doesn't either. Yeah, the Delhi Capitals beat the Mumbai Indians pretty bad, I think. Speak can of which, before we, before we go too far, I got the DVR set. I want to watch both basketball games tonight. So if we can have no spoiler alerts. I got no, nothing for you. All I got is cricket. I don't spoiler alert on the basketball either, Josh. So we're, you don't want it either. Okay, perfect. Yep. Good stuff. I got, I got nothing for you. Just cricket coverage here. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my Liverpool T-shirt. I'm just all kinds of confused as to what sports we're talking about today. There you go. All right. So we're going to talk about the Masters. We're yep. going to have Uncle Joe's trivia. No, I don't, I don't, uh, Uncle I don't Joe's a little have... tired. He's taking a nap this week. So what are we going to do instead of Uncle Joe's trivia, Rod? Huh? What are we going to do instead of Uncle Joe's trivia? Well, what we're going to do instead of his trivia here is, and I know, uh, Drew, you'll get a chance to, uh, to post it up for us, but you're going to build an all-time starting lineup using $15, and we've assigned, a, there's a, a assigned dollar amount to almost all of the greats that we think about, right? And so you're going to use 
that budget and build the best possible NBA starting lineup of all time with it. So I, I, I think that's going to be great. I guarantee you everybody's lineup is going to look different. For sure. All right. That and then uh, Luka Doncic, is there, is there some kind of news about Luka Doncic? Talk about him possibly wanting to be traded if there's not a contender, and then no, he doesn't want to be traded, but he wants to win. Why would he have wanted to do that, Drew? Where, where would this have come from? I've got, I've got no idea. Obviously, you know, because he's on a stacked team, right? Absolutely. I mean, he got Kyrie for crying yeah. out loud. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna go all the way, right, with Kyrie. Right. They're both gonna average like forty a game. That's right. Exactly. Yep. I mean, unlike what I said about UCLA not aging so well, um, I would have to say that all of us said the same thing when Kyrie got traded to the Dallas Mavericks. We, we, we definitely did. I gotta tell everybody, where were they in the standings when this trade happened? The Dallas Mavericks were the fourth seed in the Western Conference when they got the incomparable, for many different reasons, Kyrie Irving. So, Crago, you're telling me that they were not only in the playoffs, they had a home, they had home court advantage in the playoffs. Home court advantage. Got and, Kyrie. Exactly. Handled Mr. Storin to go and compliment. I, I mean, I mean, you, you, it wasn't even Batman to Robin. It was supposed to be Batman 1 and Batman 1A with the two of exactly. you. Exactly. Place. So you mean to tell me you go from having home court advantage in the playoffs to not even making the play in? <laughs> and not only that, Rod, but throwing in the towel Friday night against the Chicago Bulls to make sure that you don't get in. Now, why did they do this? They did this because they would have owed the New York Knicks their draft pick had they not been one of the 10 worst teams in the NBA. So they're trying to build a winner. So, I mean, wow. I, I just, I cannot believe it. I've never seen a team opt out of the playoffs, right? We know that Jamar Chase opted out of playing for LSU to get ready for the NFL. That made sense. How do you opt out of the playoffs? Playoffs? I don't want to play in the playoffs. I want to play in the regular season. That's why I play this game. The regular season. Playoffs? <laughs> it was like when it went bad, they just said, hey, I mean, if, if, if we fail, already let's at least fail at a high level since we're not going to play at a high level yeah i mean it's so, just amazing i mean did you see jason kidd being interviewed about it of course luca was so upset luca had people from his country there watching him that he had flown in and he wanted to play as hard as he could he wanted to play the whole game and they said nope you're playing one quarter now, we all on this show said this was going to happen. Yep. But didn't think it would go down like that. I mean, I mean, they crashed and burned at an epic level. But 
I just can't help remember all the talking heads talking about this is the piece. Now all of a sudden the Mavs are legit championship contender, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, this is this 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 is a, the blockbuster trade. This is what this is what everybody needed here. I mean, like this is appointment television. Right. Drew, please add to the show so you're not playing uh, footsies with your picture the rest of the night. So, the, okay, here's the thing. You guys already know my opinion. I gave my opinion, the same exact opinion that you guys gave. I don't know crap about the NBA, but that was going to be a crash and burn. We, we knew it was all happening. But the, the, the filter, I was trying to set up early the picture, you know, that Rod was talking about. I was going to bring it up. Um, there's – no TikTok filter that's allowing me to bring it up. Now I can I can do this bad boy right here and glitch myself out. I don't <laughs> know what this is about, but I can do this. But I can't. Don't do this. I, don't yeah, do yeah. this. Earlier, <laughs> it looked like you know one of those like '80s commercials, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got everything in here. Big mouth. Yeah, I can do it. Just. You know, it's gonna it's gonna happen. We're we're up there. It was there. It was. Y'all see it? It went big mouth on me. I don't know why it's not working. But um, yeah, I've got nothing for a graphic to come up. Even the dog face, right? I can do this. <laughs> I'm not a cat, right? <laughs> this right here, right here. I got you. Wow. But I've got no way to bring up the graphic. Sorry, sorry, Rod. <laughs> All good, all good. Um, so that's going to be really difficult to do. Um, can you just hold it up, Rod, like we did with the Mark Jackson card? Maybe. Uh, yeah, y'all keep talking. Y'all keep talking. I'll get. I'll get us there. I have it online, so I gotta maybe somewhere online. Like I said, y'all do y'all. I, I got you. So, <clears throat> kind of back to this Kyrie thing, I don't think the Mavericks understand that you need to have team chemistry. Yep. They got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. They gave up team. Like the perfect role player for that squad. Like, I mean, here's my deal. Last year, you beat the Phoenix Suns, who were at the time the defending Western Conference champions. 30 pieced them in game seven. That's right. I, I I just can't think for the life of me why you would want to blow up a nucleus that made the Western Conference Finals. Dorian Finney-Smith? Yes. What? Insane. I mean, what? And so, I mean, you 30 pieced them for the most unreliable superstar like maybe ever who can opt out in like three months yeah yeah <laughs> he's he's probably got you know la on speed dial like right now just like exactly exactly yeah they'll probably do a sign and trade d'angelo will come over to the mavericks probably yeah although d'angelo is playing really well i mean he really is right now he, he's turning on and the uh, crazy thing about the Lakers here is like this is probably probably feels like it's their fifth game together all year, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but the Lakers actually had the best record 
in the Western Conference since the All-Star break, 25 and 7. That's why I'm going to say this. I'll say it on the show. We'll see how it, how it ages. But I really like the Lakers' chances to go deep into the playoffs here at this point. You've got AD and you've got LeBron healthy. They actually have a good supporting cast around them. They've got some guys that can make plays. I mean, well, they they catch the Timberwolves with like, you know, what, two-thirds of their team like gone, whether they beat each other up or they beat the wall up or they were already hurt. And then now you've got the Memphis Grizzlies who they don't have their big man. Well, actually, they don't have Clark or uh, Reed. And so, you know, you – I mean, so that's a golden opportunity for the Lakers in that series. Oh, yeah. And they're probably coming off playing either the Warriors or the Kings. So I I really think that that if if they don't get hurt, they they've got a golden ticket into at least the Western Conference Finals. Oh. See how that ages. I mean I agree. The Lakers there we go. Yeah. The Lakers were a really good team without LeBron James. Yes. For like five or six games. AD was just like, we just have to win. LeBron's not here. We have to win basketball games. And with the extra role players that they got from Minnesota, um, Vanderbilt, he's from Minnesota, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dude is, a, is, is probably easily top five defensive stoppers in all of basketball right now. Yeah. Scotty Pippen Jr.'s uh, uh, whatever yeah. he was to him. <laughs> not not uh, I don't know what you would call that. I don't so, know what you would call it. Here's the craziest thing about the Lakers. We've, they've been the laughing stock for it, like the last two seasons. But if we will recall the last time AD and LeBron were healthy. They were up 2-1 on the Phoenix Suns in the 2021 playoffs. Wow. With a 10-point lead in game four when Davis got hurt. So, I, I just – I mean, you you got to think back. That was – I mean, we're, we're talking about two and a half seasons ago was the last time they were healthy, and they were ahead of the team that ended up making the finals and really kind of choked it away. They won the championship in 2020, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. So that's why I'm just saying the, the, the elements are there if they stay healthy. Now, there's obviously been more uh, chance of them not staying healthy than healthy. But if they do stay healthy, watch out. Yeah. All right, Drew. We're ready. All right. You're ready for the, for the, the game tonight, yeah. if you will. Got to get my ring light off yeah, of it. Yeah, your ring All right. covering it up. So, so, yeah, I got to hold it at kind of an angle so y'all can see my loft up here, my face over it. All right, so we got – everybody's seen something like this on a Facebook before, right? It is a build a starting five with $15. Right, so you got some of the greatest players of all time, cost five dollars down to some pretty good all stars down here at the bottom. All right, so y'all made some picks, we can kind of see who's who here. A little bit of light on it, not really perfect, not ideal, but you guys, let's tap that again. You guys, it's uh, like an ambulance, 
What's that? Everything's backwards. <laughs> we can we can flip that. I know where that effect is. Go ahead. All right, let's do this. Let me get my, my magic wand out with the effects. Flip it around. I remember how to do that one. Boom. There we there go. go. There it is right there. The problem is it's actually inverted for me, so I don't know how to, like, you know, I'm moving that left, but it's going right, you know? There you go, right there. Yep. Now, if there's a way to get the ring light out, we'd be all set. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Boom. All right. Go. All right. So, Rod, who's your starting five? My starting five would be CP3 at $1 at the point guard position. MJ. Then I would go Scotty Pippen. Next, I would go KD. And then I would finish it off with Wilt Chamberlain. Ooh, very nice. Very Wilt nice. Chamberlain. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm going to go MJ, KD, Hakeem Olajuwon. So I'm going to $5. Hakeem Olajuwon at three, CP3, and James Harden at a dollar each. Okay. All right, so I got to look at it again. I don't, I don't remember who mine was. I went down the line, though. I, 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 MJ's all of our picks, right? Let's not even pretend like we're not going to go there. I went Shaq, and then I said AI, Scottie Pippen, and James Harden. I, um, I, I liked. I, I want some good interviews out of my people. That's what I want. So I spent the last six bucks getting me some well really scotty pippen's not even for the interview i spent the last four dollars three dollars um for the interviews i want i want ai and james harden in there not not to mention shaq's pretty good on the mic right gotta get those faces in there oh, right yeah. the big aristotle exactly yeah he was always good for for a great and colorful interview oh yeah absolutely I'm going to invert that back around now. So my left hand's my left hand again. There we go. Yeah, I went with who I went with because you, you obviously wanted Michael like we all did. Uh, but then you've got some great defensive stoppers. And then you also have who can fill it up with having KD in there. And then, of course, uh, Chamberlain will just grab every rebound in sight. So That's true. Yeah, I went for uh, scoring and CP3 being able to get the ball to everybody he needs to. Yep. Um, then of course, gotta have the dream shake, you know, the little corner fall away. And, uh, yeah, Harden scoring 30, 40 for a dollar. I'll take that. And, uh, yeah, of course, Jordan and KD, I mean, there aren't much, many better scores than those two guys. So we're going to score a lot of points. Harden's not even going to attempt to play defense. He's just going to sit on the bench when it's time to play defense, but he'll be ready to play offense. So I think we'll, I think we'll score enough points to beat any other team out there hey rod can i get can i get you to adjust your your phone just a little bit all right all right i think that's got, got it i was getting a little bit of echo off of you sorry mm -hmm. like i could hear josh like just a little bit on it i, I don't think hear it echo now either there you go we got it 
Maybe it was Josh. What if you talk, Josh? Does it echo? I don't know. Does it? Does it? Got it. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> Just needed a wiggle. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's the worst thing when somebody asks you to talk and you're like, uh, what do I what? say? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, never in my life have I ever, ever been short on words unless <laughs> you want me to say something. And don't give me a topic to talk about. I can literally talk about anything. Have you guys read my blog? I don't even know what I, is on that. I really have no clue. No clue. It posts three blog posts every single day and has been for like two months now. And I couldn't tell you a word that was spoken on that. I never run out of things to write about. Never run out of things to talk about. Unless you say, hey, what's your opinion? opinion on that and i don't know what we're talking about and then it's like <laughs> i got nothing can you do a mic check for me um <laughs> i'll sing you a song will that work <laughs> no doubt speaking of songs john ron was singing some songs i bet sunday night <laughs> oh yeah maybe with his shirt off drew what do you think <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Is that happening tonight? Are we are we doing it? No. <laughs> no. A little fuzz. Float in the comments if you want Drew to take his shirt off. For right, uh, <laughs> what's crazy about Rom is he had like like a couple of like choke level events happen and he still won. That's for sure. Like, I mean that that was. I mean, it's impressive to have things happen to, like, you know, choking level. We're talking about, like, some Milkelson-level stuff happening, and he still won. Right. I mean, that's, and then comfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's crazy. But, uh, Josh, tell him, about the, uh, tell him about the guy that had the bet. Oh, oh yeah. So there was a, a guy that bet that UConn would win the national championship and that John Rom would win the Masters. So that was a $500 bet that paid out $45,000. Yep. Look, yep. I want you guys, I want you guys to close your eyes for a minute and just visualize what a man that makes that kind of prediction looks like. Like that's what I want to know. Are you are you are you thinking Tony from the local Wabaho gas station or are you thinking Nostradamus? Cuz because it's only one or the other, right? It's only you're only picturing one or the other, right? Yeah. It's the dumbest person you know or the most intelligent person you've ever met to make those predictions you're like that. You talk about that fine line between genius and idiocy, right? right. I mean, right. <laughs> so the the only problem is that uh, he ripped up his ticket when Rom got a six on the first hole of the Masters, so he didn't get to collect. I'm joking about that part yeah i was about to say yeah, that would be really crazy <laughs> that would, i mean would be going across that line dropping trowel and just taking a poop right on it right <laughs> i mean i think about oh, mr magoo as well when you talk about like somebody that could just you know blindly walk into something that works out speaking of of uh dropping trowel Remember, that's what um, people used to say you had to do if you didn't get the ball past the women's tee. And uh, John Rom barely got it past the women's tee. Oh, man. 
Right, gotta prove you're a man still. You didn't hit it past the ladies' tee. Let's let's see it, John Ross. <laughs> like, oh I mean, man, I, I know that's I, I know that's not inclusive, right? So we've probably been kicked off already, but um, that's what used to be said on the golf course. I oh, remember it's still said on the oh. golf course. I'm sure, even though I haven't played since 2008. <laughs> um, actually, you know. The last time I played, they they called the tee something a little bit different anyway. But um, but yeah, if you're you're lining up at the pro tee, and uh, you know, I, I would question if you hit it from the blue tee to the white tee, the shot that he made on it, um, because uh, I don't even I, I I think the red was probably way too far up for him. I think he made it that far having to having to back up that blue tee and hit from there. He's just too far. Oh man, that's that's crazy to have. What did he did he dropped the ball right? Did he? So, yeah. So so he hit a second ball, and they were saying that, and I don't remember who the who the guys were because there are so many guys right. that are talking on different holes and stuff. I don't remember who it was, but they said they can never remember the Masters champion having to take a provisional ball on the 18th <laughs> hole. Um, and I guess what happened was. You know, when these guys hit the ball, it explodes and everybody looks up, you know. So maybe because nobody saw it in the air, they just thought it was completely shanked. And uh, then all of a sudden uh, he hits the second shot and then Dottie Pepper comes on. She's like the the um, kind of sideline announcer or whatever you want to call it. And she's like, nope, guys, he's going to be able to use his first one. And they're like, oh, you found it? <laughs> And she's like, oh, yes, I found it. It didn't make it to the fairway. And so after he's hit his second one, he's, they're starting to walk. And the camera angle is here. And you can see the ball right here. And these guys walking up like this. <laughs> like, like if there's no cart involved to get to your shot, you're just, you shouldn't be playing in the Masters, much less winning. Like, right? like, could you guys imagine in the championship for uh for uh for for the uh, pro bowlers <laughs> that you would have to use like bumpers <laughs> on like the tenth the tenth frame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just roll it down there, it hits the side. Ah, he got two pins. Yeah, <laughs> but he won. I mean, like that's that's like I mean, <laughs> he won convincingly. It wasn't even close. No. Yeah. He takes I mean, the this... provisional. It still doesn't matter. Right. This wasn't even a story, right? I don't know what he hit out of the rough for his second shot, but he was like 70 yards short of the green, had a big fat bunker in front of him. And he threw it right over the bunker to within like eight or nine feet and drilled the putt to win the Masters by four strokes. I mean, no big deal. Amazing. Meanwhile, you have the guy who was leading by two going into the final round who pretty sure he put it in the middle of eight fairway off of the tee on the first hole. Um, so he kind of got off to a rocky start, but then he hit it through the trees to the middle of the green and two putted for his par. Pretty amazing. But what's crazy about Kepka is that he got his last birdie. Of course, this was on Sunday of the third round, right? Because the weather pushed everything yeah. back. He got a birdie on the eighth hole, 
and he didn't get his next birdie until the 13th hole in the final round. Yeah, yeah that'll do it for you. Wow. I mean, went more than a whole round without a birdie. What professional golfer does that? Yeah. I mean. I define professional. Because, um. <laughs> I mean, you can almost have to define professional after Rom's 18. out there making us all look good man it reminds me of the first time i ever uh played golf i I went out there with a group i think there were eight of us out there and they all knew i was i was the new guy because i had to borrow clubs from like one of their uncles or something right and uh this guy's like i'll go up i'll slow teach you how to how to hit this and uh he goes up there off the tee and he hits it and there was a tree next to the tee box, right? And he hits it, and it hits that tree, and I mean, nails that tree so hard that it goes behind the tee. So, so he hit negative yards straight off, and uh, and they all look at me and they're like, "That's the best one of us right there." So you don't you don't have anything to worry about. You're at the right group as a beginner. Um, I mean, I didn't beat anybody or anything, but. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was reminiscent of that shot. <laughs> Larry just asked a great question about uh, the live players being able to play in the Masters next year, and there's talk about it it not being able to happen. But how are you going to leave out the second and third place finishers? One being Phil Mickelson at 53 years old, who shot what eight under or something like mm-hmm. that, and then of course Kepka, who uh, I believe also shot eight. I think he was at nine and he dropped to eight. Um, I don't know. That's that's weird. I, I I heard something about Phil wanting out of live, but th- their contracts are ridiculous. He'd have to pay three to four times the amount that he was given which was $200 million. That's crazy. If wow. you wanted to leave the live tour. Isn't, isn't that weird though, to think about like you have a job and, and like all of a sudden you're like, I want to leave this job cause I got a better job. And they're like, Oh no, you have to pay us three times what we paid you to get that <laughs> yeah. job. Like how stupid is that? Like, how is yeah. that even legal? What judge allowed that to happen? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, Larry, you're exactly right. And um, I think it's Kepka. He's the one that is, he's actually respected the most on the PGA Tour because he actually said that he went to live for the money. It was all about the money. That was right. the only reason why he did it. I think the other guys didn't really talk about it. They just went. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, it really is interesting. And now with Tiger and Rory and a couple of these other guys coming up with like virtual tours or something, I don't even know what that's all about. I haven't read enough into it, but have you all heard about that? No, I haven't. They're doing where they like these six primetime events or something throughout the year. I think it's going to be kind of like those ones that they would do um, during like, like during football season or something there was like a tiger against phil prime time matchup or something like that probably three or four years ago 
show, something like that. But gotcha, um, gotcha. Look, here's what we do: we do that, but instead of on a golf course, we make them play putt putt, and get the people from Wipeout to design the course, <laughs> and then we will have some good primetime television. That's the reason people don't watch yeah. golf, right? We don't have anybody getting a pie to the face. Nobody's risking their lives. There's no windmills involved. If we put that, put it on primetime, I don't care what you call it. Heck, have the WWE hosted. It'll be great. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. Anytime you have that, then, uh, like I said, our pirate ship or whatever it may be for Putt-Putt, it's all good. Absolutely. I mean, we had Absolutely. Putt-Putt and Happy Gilmore, right? That's how you learn how to put. That's right. Eighteenth <laughs> hole was put, but right. yeah, <laughs> got to shoot into the alligator, right? Right. Right. Hashtag plan for chubs. <laughs> you killed chubs. <laughs> what a classic no, I'm playing for movie. Chubs. I've probably seen that movie fifty times. That's yeah, the only that's like reason really we played golf, right? Right. Maybe. Right. Rom can get uh, happy to hit his 18s for him. So I interesting think so enough, too, Larry. Larry. If Cornhole's on ESPN, I think we can make putt-putt on, on, on ABC. It's actually we, a professional event. You remember when ESPN did the Ocho a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah. Putt-putt was one of the events. Yeah. They're like professional putt-putt players. Dude, I mean, we, got, we got pickleball that's professional right now. It's big. I am, I too. am 100% certain. Okay, guys, everybody argues with me on this one, but I think you guys are going to be with me here. I am certain when COVID happened, we went into an alternate universe where everybody and their mama plays pickleball now. I would agree. Like, pickleball did not exist. You cannot convince me it existed in 2018. There was no such thing as pickleball, and all of a sudden – all of a sudden, now everybody's playing pickleball. It's the craziest thing. Our family physician is a professional pickleball player. Like, goes to flushing medals for tournaments. We have a, a – at my church, we have a pickleball small group you can join. Men and women's divisions. I have some uh, friends that I work with in Chicago that play it, like, all over the country, and they actually win money. Like yep. They've been playing pickleball for so long. They, like, show their check on Facebook and stuff. They've been playing They're... since 20, 2019, you mean, for so long? Yes. A lot. I'm telling you, we went into an alternate dimension. Like, pickleball I, suddenly. I, I, just to, just to uh, hit that story, like, even more of a vivid example of that, I went uh, – Gabby went to uh, just uh, get some shooting workouts in at the YMCA. Like, this was, like, maybe, like, two months ago. And she just walks into the Y – and they're like, wow, well, you can't use the you can't use the gym. I mean, like, so I can't use the basketball court. Can you please tell me why? Uh, we got it uh, blocked off for pickleball today. Yeah. So literally, we had to leave the Y because the basketball court was being used for pickleball for, for the day. <laughs> yeah, we've got indoor and outdoor at my church, both for uh, for pickleball. Both of them are basketball courts, though, for real. Yeah. Um, but you, you can set them up. They have the pickleball stripes on there. It's crazy. But, no, have you guys – look, I, I, I saw this on TikTok Live. I didn't see it on ESPN, so I don't really know how famous the dude is. But have y'all seen the guy that plays cornhole that, like, doesn't have, like, legs and arms? Uh-uh. It is the most insane experience I've ever seen in my life. 
next time I see him playing, he was in a tournament a couple of no, <laughs> He's got like a little, little, little like hand or something. Uh, he's not, he's got not, it. got it in his teeth. But um, but uh, but no. Next time I see it, like I saw it, and at first I'm like, well, that guy seems a little short, you know. Like, you know, I, I thought it might have been a little person or something like that. And um, and and so I, I'm watching, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he doesn't have legs. And so I went to his profile. And, like, come to find out, he was born without limbs, you know, like proper limbs or whatever, and uh, plays cornhole, and, man, makes that sucker sell. He destroyed the person he was playing that I was watching. I was like, oh, this is crazy. It was fantastic stuff. So next time I see him live, I'll uh, – I wish I could remember his name, but uh, next time I see him live, I'll, I'll send it over to you guys. It is It is the most insane thing you will ever see in your life because not only is it a dude – playing that doesn't have proper limbs it is a dude that is playing better than you and i can play with proper limbs so like espn's done a great job on the uh, cornhole productions because like they make those suspenseful like those championships and everything oh, yeah. like it's just yeah. it's, i mean it's, it's been pretty crazy y'all y'all remember back in the day like the summer like when this was back when we were in uh in high school probably uh you'd flip over to ESPN in the summertime, and it'd be the Spelling Bee Championships. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I really wanted something sports-related on stupid Spelling Bee. And now there's no telling what you'll see. I don't even know if they yeah. still do that on ESPN. Remember that one girl who won that time? She was like, A. Yes! Z. <laughs> I do. I was like, girl, you know this. Wait, I, I mean, like, if you gave her a word, like, press the dig digitation or something like that, you literally have to, like, switch the coverage until she was finished. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the slapping contest. Have y'all seen those? No. Larry's talking about it in the chat down there. That's brutal. I love it. I love it. Man. Actually, I take that back. I loved it. At this point, <laughs> it starts to make me sick to my stomach because it's like an escalation thing. No. You know, the first one you saw, you're like, okay, I like this. Then the second one, and now then they've got it like in slow motion. You can see the slap like going into the face and the nose like breaking there in real time. It's just too rough for me. I I, I have to <laughs> right. I have to uh, I have to stop watching it. Um. <laughs> Did y'all see that? That uh, I, I forgot. Y'all might have to comment. Um, the dunk basketball game on the trampoline. From oh, like 15 yeah. years ago or something, dunk ball, I think it might be called. That's coming back. You get all the mascots that do that at halftime, too. Yes, yes. It's but it's like a whole league of that stuff. That. It's going to be cool. So y'all talked about the uh, the slap boxing a little bit, whatever. It's not slap boxing, but, you know, slap fighting. Um, but did y'all see UFC on Saturday night? That was cold bloody. So let me let me set this up for you. So I'm watching the whole the whole uh, pay-per-view card, right? It's fantastic. They've got this kid who's literally 18 years old, who's dominated, completely dominated everybody he's fought. He he came up through the um, contender series with Dana White, signed when he was 17 years old. He just gets on people and chokes them out in the first round. All this stuff. Well, he fought a guy that was a seasoned veteran. And this 18-year-old kid basically ran out of steam in the first round and ended up losing. 
And then uh, Masvidal fought for the last time. Mm -hmm. He's retiring after 20 years. Um, I'm sure y'all remember him. He's the guy that knocked the guy out in like six seconds with the flying knee, like right, mm -hmm. at, right as the bell rang. But the fight of the night was Israel Adesanya against uh, Pereira. And uh, Pereira, very WWE-like. I'd never seen this in all my UFC fights that I've ever watched. He gets down to the, the aisle where he's going to come down, and he goes, yeah. like this. So he goes in, and he is beating Adesanya pretty badly. And uh, y'all remember this story that I told a couple weeks ago, or maybe that was when y'all were sick, but I was fighting a good buddy of mine, Tori. We had the, the whole, what's it called? The, the headgear, yeah, gloves, all this stuff. And, and we're, we're boxing. Well, actually, I was boxing like this because I didn't know about the telephone. And so he exposed his whole head like this. And I went all the way back, back like this and came like this. And he went boom. <laughs> and I was out. And that's the exact same thing that happened Saturday night. I mean, the Pereira guy, need him, you know, hit him, need him. And when he need him, his hands were down. And Adesanya just came around and knocked him cold out and then got him again and then hit him with a hammer fist. Yep. And then they called it. That was it. But I mean, the so here's the here's the setting. The final the final main event is about to start. And Katie comes walking down the stairs and she goes into the kitchen and she calls me into the kitchen. And um, when I go out there, that's when that went down. I watched the entire event and I missed the knockout in the five seconds that I went to the kitchen. Joe Rogan said, he just knocked him out. And I was like, what? <laughs> the best way to win a fight when you're down you just you just knock the person out that's all you that's gotta right. do that's right yep gotta keep and your guard up at all times and then regardless the of how and after that was just crazy yep <laughs> that reminded me of a of a story you talking about that uh getting knocked out uh that, that reminded me of a story about um i was uh i was at this karate school one time i never took karate but uh myself but um, I had I was friends with the instructor. He was like, "You should come out and do a class with us." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "I'd, I'd like for you to spar some of my students." Well, at that time, I was lear learning Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, and uh, we uh, we decided to go. You know, he puts me against one of his blue belts, and uh, man, I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I've never been more uncomfortable sparring anybody in my life. Like so, in his school, you've got the glove, the grappling, you know, the the thing that goes over your hands are open but you got the thing that goes over your fist right you got the shin in steps you got the headgear all that stuff on you know we're well protected and everything but his highest ranking blue belt was a girl <laughs> and i had to go first up against the girl and that was the first time i've ever done that and it was the most awkward experience I had ever had in my life because like you know I mean I was raised you know you don't hit a girl right and it's like you know like I didn't know what to do like this is my, bad let's just call wife, it what it uh, was Drew you were like she was like Caitlin Clark out there and your coach was like we can't fight girls only boys we can't fight girls anymore 
because you got dominated. Just tell it like it is. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Um, at all. That's not what happened. I, I'm embarrassed about it for real. Um, I so so the actual ending of that. Um, she got disqualified for going out of bounds because I threw her out of bounds. Um, <laughs> I mean, it like it was habit. I, I mean, I, I apologized afterwards um, because they didn't grapple. There were apparently you don't grapple in karate. Yeah, my my wife uh, did taekwondo her her senior year of uh, high school, and she was in a tournament like in I think Jackson, Mississippi, or somewhere like that, and she had to spar against a guy. Yeah. Yeah. She beat him, but you know, it, you know, and, and if you're point sparring, it's fair. Mm -hmm. You know, assuming the guy doesn't just pick you up and throw you out of bounds like I did, <laughs> um, because that's when it is unfair. Because you know, I probably outweighed her, even though I was a thin guy. Um, but uh, but no, like um, I think I think for point sparring, I was up on her four two. I mean, so like if she would have landed two more kicks, she would have beat me. You know, even even a kick and a punch would have beat me if it was square. But um, but no, she she came in for a punch and I just like stepped into it. You know, like stepped around it, and her arm was there, and so I just spun around and grabbed it, and threw her out of the ring. Um, so so you were like like Ray Jackson on Bloodsport, right? <laughs> <laughs> like no, I just I just flipped her. I mean, it was real gentle. It wasn't it wasn't even that bad for real, but um. Like I said, she wasn't expecting it because apparently they don't grapple there. Um, and, and she got up and uh, she she was a good sport about it. She got up and, you know, straightened up her gi and she's like, you're right, he does fight funny and just went off and walked, walked away. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, it, it was probably the most, uh, the most graceful way I could have gotten out of that because um, I did not at all, like, like, it was, it was weird to, to, you know, like face a female it was weird but it was weirder for her to be punching at me you know what i'm saying like like that was the part that was like what this has never happened to me before hey i mean um, that was that moment in life where being ray jackson helped out more than trying to be frank dukes exactly 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 like i said i think I, um i think it, it ended the best way it could end yeah. um with that because uh because, like I said, he just called it a DQ because she went out and uh, and we we left the score end at four two. But uh, you're supposed to get five to win if you don't know whoever's listening. Um, so yeah, but congratulations to your wife for winning her match because mm -hmm. um, I know it was probably as unnerving for her as it was for me going in there. So yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. No doubt. So uh, <clears throat> so Rod kind of going back to the beginning of the show you said you're thinking the lakers are going to make it to the western conference finals who do you think they'll be matched up against i think it'll be phoenix i think it'll be phoenix and la yeah I, kevin durant i, I, I mean playing. obviously the, the 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 nuggets have been very efficient all year i just think that now having kd healthy and you got booker and and, and cp3 I just I, – I see them coming out of that series just because I just think they got more intangibles there. Uh, and like I, like I was saying pregame, if people will recall, the last time that AD 
and LeBron were all healthy in the playoffs. They, they were up 2-1 with a double-digit lead on Phoenix in game four in the 2021 first round. AD gets hurt. Of course, you know, the rest is history as far as they get blown out in those uh, last couple of games. But, I mean, the, the, the stars are aligning for them. Being healthy, they actually have a legitimate supporting cast. Uh, I, I guess that's the, the saving grace to Palenka for this season that he decided to be a GM before the season was over. Um, and I just, I, I mean, the matchups, I mean, you're, you're facing like the Timberwolves with like, like half the team gone. You're facing a depleted Grizzlies team, even though they are a two seed. And then if you get past them, you're playing the winner of the Warriors and and uh, the Kings, both teams of which are allergic to defense. So, I mean, those don't bode well in the playoffs. So the NBA, I, we don't play defense in the NBA. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Josh brought up the statistic that the Lakers have the best record in the Western Conference uh, what was it since the star break? Since the All Star break, mm -hmm. I mean, and and you just got LeBron back. What like six games ago? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, I, I think things just fail right for them to make a run to the to the conference finals. So, like I said, we'll 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 come back to this and see if if uh, if this ages well or if I was wrong. All right. So, how about on the east side? I, I mean, we're we're destined for the uh, Bucks and in, in Celtics. I just that. you just don't ever believe in uh, you don't believe in a Philly team right now. I mean, Embiid has been great, but he didn't show me anything in the playoffs. And we certainly know that. I mean, uh, James Harden has been very milk carton esque in the playoffs. Right. right. So, yeah. so I I just I mean. You you can't you can't tell me that anybody that's rational minded would take them over the Celtics in a best of seven. Right. So so I think you've got uh, I think you've got the Bucks and the Celtics, and then I think you've got uh, the Suns and Lakers. Yeah, I like it. So you got the Suns and the Celtics. I do. Yeah, man, the Celtics to go to Milwaukee and win by forty a couple weeks ago. What? I mean, that's when the games mattered. That was before Cubans started tanking games, you know, like yep. when the games mattered. Heck, the Mavericks were probably the seventh seed when that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I unfortunately, I didn't get to see Tatum when I was in, in Boston, but I got to see Jalen Brown and that guy. Yes. I mean, he is so methodical with the ball, but he's – there you go. Day one is a big Celtic fan. Um, he uh, he's just amazing with the ball. It's he's not even moving fast, but everybody else is in quicksand. Mm -hmm. He just does whatever he wants. I mean, he's scoring on big man with his left hand, and he's like this high off the ground. I mean, it was. I, I mean, like he's he's smooth yet explosive. That's right. Exactly. And then Tatum, like I said, I didn't get to see him because he was injured. But I don't know. I try not to like him. And I think it's because of that Bill Cartwright jump shot. But he hits it. I mean, he hit it a whole lot in the All-Star game, right? 50 points in the All-Star game. But So, so uh, what you got happening in the finals? What's your prediction? My, my prediction, I like the Suns in the, in 
the in the Celtics as well. Who you got winning? And, uh, I I think I like the Celtics to win the championship this year. I got Boston in seven. Yep. Ooh, they one said Robert Williams. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that because I mean, him being healthy is just the biggest difference for them. Oh yeah, and the versatility yep. he gives them, especially on that defensive end, is is that's game changing for them. Yep. I don't think uh, Cornette or Muscala is going to be able to do anything down low for them. So no. they're going to need to have Robert yes. Williams. <laughs> they will. Is that his name Cornette? Or am I thinking of the wrestler with the tennis, the coach with the tennis? Yeah, rack? yeah, you're thinking about Jim Cornette, but no, his name Jim is Cornette as well. Is it okay? Yeah. So I know they can play Horford. What they five. come back next week and say it was Cornette? <laughs> no, it's just Cornette. <laughs> I know they play Horford at the five a little bit as well, but yeah, Robert Williams is the he is the, the defensive the difference team. maker that they need. But but I, I think they get the it. The murder Cornette. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Drew, who do you have, man? Um, I've got the Braves and the Tampa Bay Rays. That's who I have. I like it. We got we got hey, the Rays are undefeated right now. You do? 11 we got baseball eight. season starting, guys. I don't. I, I paid this much attention to basketball, but once baseball starts, I've got no time for it because we got we got the EPL concluding. We got uh, we got the we got baseball starting up. We had spring games starting this weekend. For football, I, I I can't I can't dedicate any time to basketball, guys. Sorry, just NCAA stuff. No doubt. I I think it's gonna be the Braves and Rays. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's way too early. <laughs> way too early picks. But uh, um, what? But uh, but I mean, I I feel like the Braves they could spend the money to get there if they have to. I mean, they don't have to right now. But um, they can spend the money to get there. But the Rays, until they lose a game, I'm not going to be singing. Hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they won't go 162 and 0, though. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. There you go. Maybe 161 um, and 1, right? I know that we, uh, we didn't do Uncle Joe's trivia, but I'm going to hit y'all with one. How many walk off hits did the Chicago Cubs have last year? How many walk-off hits did the Chicago Cubs have? Yeah. And I'll play higher or lower with y'all and see how long it takes you to get it. I'm going to go two. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll go four, but, you know, now I'm starting to really get up there with the number of wins, period. That's <laughs> what it feels like, but <laughs> I'll go four. Did you see it? It was two. Yes. They had two walk off hits all last year and that one last <laughs> night oh day one come on man come on no i don't uh, think i saw that stat i mean but you know you know how i am like i'll tend to read something and then forget that i read it so um but no i don't i don't think i saw it that was a guess pretty darn good guess <laughs> man out of all the numbers that's it all the numbers so i mean no they Showed that they could come up clutch a couple of times last year. Say that again. They showed that they could come up clutch a couple of times last yeah. year, right? Uh, they won. They were actually tied for the the worst. Uh, somebody in the American League, probably the Orioles. Orioles, is yeah, the Orioles, yeah. Because like the Orioles, 
Orioles haven't won games to get walk-off runs. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, probably. I think a prerequisite would be, like, don't be down by 10 runs in the bottom of the ninth. That gives you a better chance. That's right. I'm pretty sure the Orioles have already won more games this year than they did last year. Uh, they got five <laughs> so far, I think. <laughs> when I saw the, the Red Sox were at the bottom of the division, I was like, what? How did that happen? Like, I just thought the Orioles were going to camp out there for another decade or so. Well, you know what the Red Sox is like, you know, you just you disappear for four years, you win the World Series, and then you go back into obscurity. Right. I, I thought I honestly thought this would be the Red Red Sox season, and it's by far over. I mean, they're at 500 now, right? You know, you go on a 10-game win streak, the Rays go on a 10-game lose streak, all of a sudden you're tied for first place. Um, and that's kind of st crazy stuff happens in baseball, especially once you get to the all-star break and post-all-star break. But, um, but yeah, I really thought this year would be that season for the Red Sox, right, where they came back, and it is not looking good for them. Um, although we'll see, right? Still a lot of baseball left to play. No doubt. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, Rod. Yeah, the, the, the guy that, that, uh, that probably is a fan of the Red Sox, as he is all Boston sports. I mean, they literally are like the real-life version, though. I mean, they're like the real-life professional team version of, like, the groundhog. You know, we go on the ground, we come back up, you know, and, you know, so. Yeah. But you have to think, though, that division that they're in is super crappy to be in. Yeah. Because, like, like you've got the Yankees, who are the Yankees, mm -hmm. right, which at any moment could pull the strings in their wallet and win a World Series, right? But you have the Yankees, you have the Blue Jays, which they're Canada's team now, right? So they're yeah, gonna they're gonna good. put all they can behind it. They're they've not been a slouch the past three seasons. And um, you have the Rays, <laughs> right? And now you've got the Rays that are up there that are just just dominating. I mean, that to me is why I think the Orioles look so bad in comparison. <laughs> like, they, don't get me wrong, you know, the record I get they play outside of their division and they're still terrible. But it, it just it's just overwhelming whenever you have, you know, like the winner of that division is 100 games, you know, above <laughs> the, the Rays at the end of the season. Or not the Rays, but the uh, Orioles at the end of the season. So total collection of spare parts. Yeah, that's uh, some Billy Bean ball right there. That's, yes. um, that's, that's what's happening with the Red Sox right now. That's, uh, but <clears throat> I think it worked. Right, it will eventually work. Uh, they, I mean, they're going to catch lightning in the bottle again. Right, I mean, we we know that. I mean, it's it's like clockwork. There's there's death, there's taxes, and there's you know the eventual Red Sox run. <laughs> yeah, I remember when the White Sox won in '06, and that was a huge surprise. But I mean, they just played that, that Billy small ball. ball. It, it's like, I mean, the things that – the thing that Billy Bean did, right, with the A's, and the A's weren't, like, superb or anything, but you take the right group of guys and they get hot all at the same time, they don't have to be great. They nope. just have to work together at the same time, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, it's like – you know, you look at these these batters. You have you have you know your your top five spots with all all three hundred batting averages. If they're not at three hundred all in the same game, it's not working out for, nope. for you. 
right? Because each one of them can get a hit in, in a different inning and it you lose the game. That's right. So it's just about being at the right place at the right time. I mean, with the, the Phillies right last year were a prime example of that because of that run they made to the World Series was literally they got hot at the right, right. time. UConn Huskies <laughs> got hot at the <laughs> Yep. They do that every time they win a championship, though. That's true. Kimba Walker year, they got hot at the right time. Right. Yep. Uh, Shabazz Napier hot at the right yep. time. Go ahead. Let's, let's take our loss in the conference tournament and then just – win the rest of them that's yep. what we're gonna do that's good that way we're not flipping that coin 25 times to get it to get it on heads because me and my brother were talking about that he, he's he's a big you know he remembers the history he doesn't actually like google it right and uh he's like but man do you realize these guys that win the championships how often they you know they they've they're on these 25 game win streaks and it's like mm, nope. no they're really not <laughs> most of them Either lost in the semifinals or the finals of their conference right. Yeah. Right, because I mean they can't they can't put it all on the line for a conference championship. Three no games or four games in dance. four days, yeah. Yeah, knowing the big dance is coming up, it just doesn't matter. Yep. Like I remember Auburn beating Kentucky in the conference championship game. Um, I don't even know if it was a conference championship, honestly. It was a few years ago, and I thought Auburn was the greatest team known to man. They're never yep. going to lose a game now. They beat Kentucky. They dethroned Kentucky. And then Kentucky goes into the tournament like Kentucky always goes into the tournament. It's like, you suck, Kentucky. I don't <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I don't you already know, Drew. like, Calipari actually says he doesn't like conference tournaments. Right. Hey, Drew, you'll have to look that up, but I don't think that's true. I believe the year you're talking about is 2019. We beat them in the conference tournament, and that was the year that we made it to the Final Four. Oh, no, thought, you beat Kentucky in the Final, uh, in the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah, we beat them in the Elite Eight. We beat them in the conference tournament. We beat them in the Elite Eight. We beat Carolina. I thought we, we shared beat- it with them that year. What's that? I thought we shared it with them. We won the regular season. They won the tournament that year. I... No, I think – well, Tennessee was the team that you guys beat in the uh, championship of the conference tournament in 2019. Maybe that was the regular season. Uh, Jared Harper hit free throws down the street. Yeah, we played him in the regular season that okay, year. Okay, regular season, yeah. And then we beat him in the Elite Eight. We beat um, Kevin Franz's Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> by like by, – I mean like 30-piece them. Beat down. We went to Baumhauer's and watched it together, and he was ready to go home at halftime. Yeah. I, it was like like forty three to eighteen or something like that at that point anyway. So. Yep. And then I was in Chicago and we beat North Carolina. That was crazy. We were at some hamburger place downtown and there were a bunch of Carolina fans and it was pretty quiet. And that and you guys actually lost your four man. Uh, we lost Chuma Okiki. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And still found a way to win in overtime. That's so that right. was just like crazy. And had they called the double dribble on uh, Ty Jerome which was obvious, or if they had just not called the – his name is Guy. Yeah, foul on Kyle Guy. Yeah, we didn't play him in the tournament in 2018. I just looked it up. We didn't play him in the tournament in 2018. We lost to him in the regular season in 2018 and then beat him in the uh, in the Elite Eight. Great. Our tournament games were uh, – Oh, I'm saying 2019. I meant 2018. Yeah, yeah. It was like I think it was what, Arkansas or – or no, Florida, and then, uh, and then of course, blew out Tennessee. 
Missouri, South Carolina, Florida, and um, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man, we beat North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky all in the same tournament. That is the toughest road anyone has ever traveled. And you guys played the toughest 12 seed that year, which was what was like New Mexico yep. State. New Mexico State beat them by one. And should have beaten Virginia. Yeah. Who yeah, went on to win the championship. We don't, we don't talk about that, Josh. We don't talk about that. So that automatically means that Purdue is probably going to win it next year then, since, you know, they had to. Help them make up for, uh, you know, losing to, you know, uh, MB, uh, you know, Maryland, Baltimore County the year before as a 16. So, yeah, they're going to need some shooters before they have to worry about winning any big games. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, y'all. You ready to close it up, Drew? Like as in ready to um, exit this after you tell people we are about to leave? Is that what you're talking about? Because, yes, I will do that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, obviously, we enjoyed having everybody here listening to today, tonight. Um, whether you listen on demand, you're with us live, uh, the show continues every week. We're going to try to have it Tuesdays at 8 o'clock Central. We're thinking that's kind of the, the sweet spot. Everybody in the Central Time Zone gets to eat some dinner and gets to, to get on. And then Eastern time zone, it's nine o'clock for them. So they're good. Um, and I don't know anybody in the, uh, the mountain time zone, really. I know two people in the mountain time zone. Um, and uh, they haven't been able to, to listen to the show yet. So um, as you can see, the show goes all over the place, right? Uh, we had a plan. And then we were just three guys who got together and started talking about sports. And uh, we have a good time doing it. So um, look for us to have special guests here very soon. Um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but y'all will know um, one of the guests that we bring on. He's world famous. Uh, and then is it me? I hope to have, it, it is Drew. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And then, of course, I hope to have uh, some, some others, you know, that have uh, played in some, some big games throughout their career. Um, also have some some people who have done some big things in their life, you know, kind of that we're the culture of splife, right? So it's sports and life. So uh, if, if y'all listeners know anybody who'd like to come onto the show, send us a message. We'll invite them on. Uh, we'd love to talk to anybody who's polarizing, anybody who can entertain us more than we entertain ourselves, I guess. Um, so, but we'll be back next week, Tuesday, eight o'clock central. And uh, as always, you can catch us on, Facebook, Twitter, Clapper. No, no. not Clapper. No, we're not YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook Reels, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Anywhere. Just Google us. You'll find us somewhere. And uh, ChatGPT will tell you something about us if you do that search. Isn't that right, Drew? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, y'all have a great week. And we will see you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Oh, man, I forgot to take off my shirt. Hang on.